Welcome to Talking Business. In this series of podcasts, I hope to give you some ideas based on over 40 years working for various organizations in industry. In series one of Talking Business, we're going to look at your big project, avoiding the mistakes of others. This is the project that is going to change the face of your organization. Talk five, the project scope. The first question I want to ask is, how is your best practice program going? I've said before, and I'm going to repeat it again, that a best practice program will define your system's needs. The best practice program will define the scope of this project. So if you've not started, you shouldn't be taking this step as you haven't got the knowledge that you need to define the project scope. If it's progressing well, then if you're going to develop a system to support best practice, you can now start the scope stage. It's going to take you some time to define the scope and build the system. And you don't want your system to arrive too long after your best practice program becomes embedded in your business. If you say completed, you're overconfident. For the very simple reason that best practice programs are never completed. This is a permanent feature of your business. However, even if you have this belief your staff will welcome the system solution that helps them to do their jobs in line with the best practice that has been defined. The roles. Well, we defined your team in the last episode. Now, it's very important to understand that the business defines the scope of your project. The business also owns the scope of your project. This is not something that the business can point at IT if things go wrong and say, oh, it's their fault. The business is the definer and the owner. Now, in coming up with the scope, the business will have listened to IT and your consultants for ideas on how to achieve the required result. So that means the business will have explained to IT and your consultants what best practice is and listened to their ideas on how they can write programs that will achieve the results and support best practice. The business takes the blame in public for everything that people don't like. I'm going to repeat that. The business takes the blame in public if people don't like the solution. However, if best practice has been properly implemented, People will be so happy to have a support system that works, there will be no valid complaints. You must define your scope on the to-be process. It is pointless defining it on anything but the to-be process. The reason for that is that this is the new operating model for your business, and so it's the logical starting point. The new system will then be seen as supporting the way of working, rather than forcing changes to the way the business operates. Use the opportunity to get requirements from the whole organisation now. Later is impossible. 
once you've started to program the scope that has been written, making changes makes things go wrong. Any changes that you do make should only be those that genuinely improve the ability of the system to deliver the definition of best practice. So review and think about best practice and write a scope that delivers it. The business, IT and your consultants must be all part of that definition. Tools. Take note of any tools that are required. Now, quite often people will say to you, ah, if I had a tool that did this, and if they can be part of the system definition, include them in the scope, because good tools will increase system acceptance. Define everything. All the options, all the variances, and make sure that people understand that that is the end of the definition. Be clear. State exactly what you mean so that a non-native speaker is not confused. I'm being generous when I say confused. I could say so that a non-native speaker can claim they didn't understand what you meant. It has to be crystal clear exactly what is meant so that everyone can agree to it. Be clear about what will be delivered and what will not be delivered. Test the document to ensure that others understand it. Quiz them on it. Ask them questions. See what their answers are. And if their answers aren't the answers that you want to hear, then you need to think about rewriting the words to make it clearer. You must agree your scope. Agree it with the IT team. They're the ones who have to build it. Agree it with the consultants. They're the ones who have to provide the bright ideas from outside. They're probably also the ones who have to fill in where your IT team haven't got the resources. Agree the scope with senior management so that senior management fully understands what will be delivered. Agree the scope with all the operating parts of the organisation, reminding them that this is their one chance to say anything, because there will be no changes later. Now this is all going to require tact, patience and persuasion. But we have to prevent scope creep. Now I'd like to look at SAP for OT Systems in South Africa between 2005 and 2008. This was for a global chemicals company replacing an obsolete IT system. We were implementing an existing proven global template in the business and the system worked. There were some great people on the team, but they didn't outweigh the others who weren't so great. And the local business didn't follow global guidance. It didn't want to follow global guidance. It wanted to redefine many things that couldn't be redefined. The business didn't understand the changes that were needed in their business practices. When I say they didn't understand the changes, 
I mean that they were going from a very old batch processing system to SAP, and the differences between those two technologies are vast. In a batch processing system, one job follows another. In SAP, you prod it in one place and it ripples through the whole system. They also wanted SAP to replicate their old system rather than taking the advantage of the new system. And they kept trying to define new requirements. And of course, glory upon glory, they decided to run a price increase during the go-live. Amazingly, that actually worked. Another SAP template from 2009 to 2016, this time for a large industrial supply company. The purpose was to replace multiple SAP templates and other local systems with one global SAP template. The solution was a single template with a single set of functionality for use by all businesses. The good? Some of those involved in the project. In fact, some of those involved in the project are stunning people. The bad? The resistance from local businesses to change because, you have to understand, it's different in our country. No, it isn't. The customer requires exactly the same thing. Therefore, we can use a global solution. A lack of understanding about the damage resulting from getting it wrong. People didn't realise how badly they could cripple their businesses by getting things wrong. The system was far too complex. These changes were made on demand. It wasn't scope creep, but scope rush. They put in the system into the first couple of countries. And then, before they were planning to put it into the next three major countries, they got a group of people together, most of whom had no knowledge of the system that was being put in, and asked them what they would like. We ended up with so much being added to the scope that it was impossible to ever deliver a proper working system. You need to explain what can be changed, but only, only if the system really requires it. And that means tax, legal and statutory. Remember also that those requirements should already have been identified through the best practice programme. So if people are bringing you new tax, legal and statutory requirements, you have to ask the question as to why they haven't already been identified as part of the best practice programme. I would now like to consider a global SAP template implemented in country B in 2012 for a large industrial supply company. So this was the implementation of the SAP global template to replace an old system. What was good was it actually exposed many of the issues that that business had that had been hidden by the legacy systems. It actually meant that people understood for the very first time many of the issues that that business had. Unfortunately, the country had very complex tax requirements. There was also a complete failure to capitalise on the functionality brought by the new system. Basically, most people did not wish to use the additional functionality that they now had. They didn't appreciate the changes required to the existing processes. They started looking at training three or four months before go-live. Absolute madness. 
And to cap it all, the local IT ignored global instructions as to how to load data, and we ended up with a complete catastrophe in pricing. They really didn't want to believe me when, at a presentation to their management some months prior to go live, I compared their project to that of the Titanic. You've written your scope. You've agreed your scope is going to deliver best practice. So every change request must be challenged vigorously. Most change requests occur because best practice wasn't properly defined. Oh dear. People haven't followed best practice. It's not optional. People who don't follow best practice must be dealt with. If they're saying it's a tax, legal or statutory requirement, is it really one? Is it really a new one? Because, of course, you picked up all of the existing ones when the scope was being defined. Or is it something that's in their imagination? Remember, you can't be friends with everybody. In fact, you probably won't be friends with anybody. But showing that you mean business, showing that you're a person of your word, will earn you respect. But please, please be polite. Publish. Make sure that everyone who needs to see the scope, who needs to understand the scope, who needs to agree the scope, receives a copy. And you must include those in the extended best practice team because they're your ambassadors for getting this delivered. Make it clear, this is what you are getting. If you get it right at this stage, you have a chance of success. Talking Business is produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio in association with SFRD Services Limited. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be in two weeks' time.